Who's crazy? Both of you. Both of you are crazy. And I'm right. going to tell you why on this show. Yeah, it is good to have a little bit of crazy. <laughs> it's also good to have a little bit of Super Bowl 50 captain and champion Todd Davis, prime video star <laughs> Ryan yeah. Koningsberg, and just a normal Zach Stevens joining you on today's DNBR wait, 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 Broncos wait, wait. podcast. Broncos star beat reporter. Oh, thank Zach you. <laughs> I couldn't say that. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> but ML footballer, one of those weird accounts said it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep, I think it was ML football. <laughs> I love that. It was like as if you were like a like it would normally be like Broncos star tight end, right, right, right. <laughs> Broncos star beat reporter. You know, it's good to have those those uh, interesting companies, people, accounts on yeah. your side. What is uh, what's ML football? It's just like one of those aggregating accounts that just finds whatever's going viral and then just takes it for their own. Yeah. So it's not like Martin Luther football. Martin no, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think the it's same values like, or anything. There. It's probably like money laundering football. <laughs> All right, exactly. Speaking of Twitter stuff, have you guys seen the beef with Jay Gruden and RG3? It's wild. Woo. I haven't even seen it. Oh, my goodness. So that, I mean, that was RG3's coach for the second half of his career in, in Washington? I would say probably most. Most? Because Mike was there at first. I think... Mike was there for his first two years, if I had to guess. Okay. And they apparently hate each other, and mm. they just keep going back and forth on Twitter. And now RG3 is going on his podcast and blasting him. Wow. And Jay Gruden's like, you sure you want to go down this slope, bud? Because yeah. I, I know things and that And then RG3's like, saying. are you sure you want to go down this <laughs> exactly. slope? Exactly. It's great. And especially, I mean, you rarely see, maybe we'll start seeing more with like social media being more present. You rarely see like former coach and player, especially yeah. quarterback, go after it. Yeah, but there's a lot of like hatred, I think, throughout mm -hmm. NFL locker rooms, organizations that yep. just doesn't get talked about, get sweeped under the rug. But I've seen a lot of situations where people legitimately hate their coach yep. or coaches legitimately hate their players. Someone tweeted out like, you used to have to wait a decade for a 30 for 30 to come out about <laughs> these types of beats. <laughs> and now uh, it's just coming straight from them. Although I guess he, it has probably almost been a decade. Only yeah. two years was he the head coach for uh, RG3. Oh, uh, there's a reason it was only yeah. two 14, years. 15. <laughs> wait, wait, Gruden like or each other. Shanahan? Jay. Jay Gruden was only uh, the coach for RG3 for two years. Because then he left, right? Yep. So first two years, I'm guessing, two years in Washington with Shanahan, two years in Washington yep. with Gruden, and then he went elsewhere because they chose Kirk. Yep. Can you tell me where he went afterwards, Washington? Yes. Um, oh, man. Cleveland? Ding, ding, ding. Cleveland. And then where did he finish his career? Baltimore? Damn, yep. impressive. He's also only 33 years old. Oh that my is God, wild. Yeah. That is wild. I mean, he's been popping in when people are like, oh, we need a quarterback. He's been like showing his face on Twitter being like, I'm here. I don't know if he's serious, but. I, I can't remember if I've told this story here before, but the kind of like new triple option that you see in college football now where it's 
inside zone handoff, quarterback keeper, or a throw out to the edge. Yeah. The first time I ever saw that was when RG3 came to Boulder when he was playing for Baylor. And I legitimately thought, like, this play just broke football. It's impossible <laughs> to stop. Like, how could you possibly decide between stopping the run one way, stopping RG3 the run the other way? Or if you come down on him, he just throws it to the wide receiver sitting out there. I was like, they just won. It's it's over. Like, no, no, no defense could ever stop this. And to be honest, it's still really successful, but not as much as when it, no one had ever seen it before. Right. Yeah. Especially with a talent like RG3 yes. doing it. My goodness. What do you think about going up against fast quarterbacks? Did you hate that? Uh, yeah. It was always tough. Um, RG3, I don't know if I've ever played him. He was just so injury prone. I think that was yep. his problem. Uh, but Are you trying to start beef with him? Should we clip <laughs> this, put it out there? Man, do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, no, but I hated going against like athletic quarterbacks. It just makes it adds another element yep. to to trying to defend them. So it's never fun. Never Look fun. at the AFC playoffs right now: Lamar, C.J. Stroud, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Yeah, yep. all of those guys can beat you with their legs. Yep. Yeah, and look at that quarterback draft class. What 2018? One where the Broncos could have taken a quarterback. Um, it's now Josh Allen, who's in the playoffs. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Who else? I, th I think there's four total ones from that draft class. Why can't I think of it off the top of my Goff? head? Goff? Um, no, he would have been before. Who are the remaining court? Maybe it's just those two. Baker Mayfield? Baker, yep. He was mm. one overall. Exactly. And then Sam Darnold was three. Obviously, he's not in it. Yep. Um, Dak? Yeah, I think Josh Rosen was in that. I think so maybe it's just three. No, it wasn't Dak. It was no, no, Paxton no, 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 Lynch no. Um, uh, well, I can't think of it. It's no, it none of the four on the AFC side. So who are the four remaining on the NFC side? Um, Baker, oh, Jared was Goff. Was Jordan Love? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He had to one. have been later. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Well, it's, it's still three in that draft class. That's pretty good. <laughs> that actually brings uh, brings me to a take that I was thinking about recently with Josh Allen. By the way, I never get more jealous than when I watch Josh Allen. Mm. Like, because it just feels like he should be a Bronco. Played here, like, locally. He was jo John Elway's perfect fit. And it just reminded me of my old take about how you, you always stay at the same slot machine. So whether you're at Circa <laughs> or somewhere else. If you put a dollar, you know, this is at least my um, man math here. Mm -hmm. If you have a hundred dollars and you put one dollar into a hundred slot machines, you have a lower chance of hitting the jackpot than if you put all one hundred dollars into one slot machine yeah. and hit that a bunch of times. And I feel like John Elway left his slot machine after mm -hmm. one try. Two, if you count Brock. Okay. Yep, that's fair. Mason, so, Mason Rudolph was part of that draft too last week. Oh, so that would make sense. Yeah, I definitely wasn't thinking of him. But so, <laughs> thanks to here. You know, John was at the tall, big-armed quarterback slot machine, and couple losses in a row. He said, "All right, fine. I'm going to the short free agent quarterback slot <laughs> oh, machine. Geez. Let me get Case Keenum." <laughs> and that just kills me. I wish he would have just stayed at the slot. Or he should have then got Baker when he was a free agent. I think John, by the time Baker was truly a free agent, I don't think John was a GM anymore. But that yeah. one would have worked out apparently. Yeah, I love Baker. Yeah. I have such a soft spot for Baker. <laughs> yeah. It's just like every time he does something, I'm like, ah, oh, it's my guy. He's got that dog in him. He does. He does. But Josh Allen, man. That's that one hurts me more than anything. Especially, I think Chris Harris pointed it out perfectly on Twitter. We already had Shaq and Vaughn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, Bradley Chubb has turned out to be a really good player. But you could have had Shaq and Vaughn on the edges, and then Josh Allen as your quarterback. But you had Case Keesum. 
there Oops. for you. <sighs> yep. Did you, did you, did you did, did that make its way through the locker room? How what? John introduced Case Keenum? Introduced them how? Right when they signed Case Keenum to the media, introducing their new $20 million quarterback. He said, I'd like to introduce uh, our new franchise or quarterback, yeah. Case Keesum. He didn't even know his name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. The That's amount of shame. like little moments like that that John had started with thanking himself yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he fired John Fox. Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, I'd like to thank John Elway. I mean, John Fox. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's Joe Flacco's in his prime, yep. which I think he was actually early on that. Yeah, he um, was many years early. Yep. He said a mile. He didn't know how many feet a mile was. He didn't? No, he was like, you know, we're a mile high, 50, 80, uh, 25. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos oh, Nation, right? Or no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, Bronco, Bronco Land. Bronco Land. Yeah, Bronco yeah. Land. Wow. Bro Really quick, I just got into the uh, whole rabbit hole of 2018. There's four quarterbacks currently in the playoffs from oh. this from this draft class. Three are starters, and there's one that's oh. not starting. Who's the other one? Can you guys name them? What teams are there? The what Rams are not in anymore. No, yeah, don't don't give it away. I'll, can I just look? I'm looking at at ESPN. Just read, the matchups. read us the teams. All right, Texans, Ravens. No. I, I mean, Lamar. Packers, yeah, 49ers. Oh, Darnold. Darnold's the backup. Oh, the yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. The third overall pick is the backup to Mr. Irrelevant. All credit in the world to Brock Purdy. For sure. And Kyle Shanahan and that team. The Brock Purdy narrative rests so heavily on these playoffs. Mm, I think the Kyle Shanahan narrative does. Not, not as much, but at what point is Kyle Shanahan going to start not getting heat but he's just like unanimously viewed as like the best coach in the nfl or a top like three coach in the nfl mm -hmm. at what point because it's been a while now he was hired when vance joseph was hired as the broncos head coach at what point is it like okay no he's he's a great offensive mind but like he hasn't won a super bowl yet oh uh, man i would say i look at the quarterbacks yeah he hasn't had one like if you look at like Mike McCarthy, I think, is much more um, deserving exactly. of, uh, you know, whatever criticism because he's not succeeding with an elite quarterback or a, I don't know, I'm not calling elite, uh, borderline elite quarterback. I think you can call me elite. I mean, from, stats are certainly elite. Stats, yeah. yeah. Um, and you also have to give Mike McCarthy credit, right, for some of those stats because he's an offensive minded coach. But when you look at Kyle Shanahan, it's like, okay, well, who has he had? His best quarterback is. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G, yep. So I think he's overachieving every year. Okay, let, let me look at it at the flip side, though. Okay. They went and got Jimmy Garoppolo, then made him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. So they said, you are elite to us. And with Dak, he was a fourth-round pick or something that I guess you give credit to Mike McCarthy for helping develop into that sort of guy. Uh, and then they traded three first-round picks to go and get Trey Lance, the number three pick, number four pick in the yeah. draft. So they went and got him, his three. elite guy. And he turns out to be like one of the biggest busts in NFL history. But that entire organization got bailed out because of what he's been able to do with Brock Purdy and tons of credit yeah. to him with Brock. But I mean, it's not like they've only been using seventh round picks on quarterbacks and spending $2 million dollars a year on quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, uh, wouldn't he you think... Certainly 
wanted to, the narrative to at least exist out there that Trey Lance wasn't his guy. He did, or someone did, which probably makes sense yeah. that it'd be him. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I would still say he's overachieved every year. It's like looking back at like John Elway early in his career. It's like, should he be um, blasted for not winning a Super Bowl or should he be praised for dragging teams to the Super Bowl? Same thing with like LeBron before he finally got his ring. It's mm -hmm. like, you have to look, you have to zoom out a little bit and be like, okay, well, LeBron getting those Cavs teams where like the yeah. second best player was like Zadrunas Ilgauskas mm -hmm. to the finals is more impressive than it is disappointing that he couldn't win those finals. But then let's zoom out and look at that entire San Francisco 49ers team. They've been stacked but for they a don't long have the time. Quarterback. And now they're stacked. Well, Brock is the quarterback. Well, that's what I was saying. It's all resting on this playoffs. For Brock, I think it rests also a lot on Shanahan, though. Shanahan's going to get him in the right place. Okay, <laughs> okay. So then you think they're going far. Uh, I do. Like I have Super them winning. Bowl, at least. Yeah, I okay. have them winning. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have the Broncos being on hard knocks? Let's get into that conversation and let's just kind of restart uh, and give you some information about why the Broncos are in this position, why we're talking about the Broncos potentially being on hard knocks. So hard knocks, HBO, what it's been like 20 years or something, 15 years. Um, and it's been one of the most popular football shows out there. And the criteria, HBO is partnering with the NFL, which is really smart for this, because the NFL now can make sure that a team is on hard knocks. Mm -hmm. Team can volunteer if they want for hard knocks. No team ever does. So the NFL has made some rules about being on hard knocks uh, that you're exempt from if you've made the playoffs in one of the past two years. They're not going to force you to be on it. If you have a new coach this year um or if you've been on hard knocks i don't remember if it's past five or ten years you're exempt in season hard knocks which they started what three years ago mm -hmm. now counts as being on hard knocks mm. so that leaves three teams that can be on hard knocks this year it's the chicago that can be forced to be on hard that, knocks. exactly that can be forced to be on hard knocks that's key uh it's the broncos it's the bears and it's the New Orleans Saints. I think we're all going to agree that this is really a, a two-horse race mm -hmm. when it comes down to that. there's only one horse in that race. And, and yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and there is only one horse in that race. And is that the team that's going to be? Is it going to be the Broncos? And there's one thing before we debate this that I want to get into where I think y'all are crazy. I want to get into that after I tell you about Bet365 where, mm. man, we got two football games tomorrow, two playoff games on Sunday. Now is the time to get in over at Bet365. We're going to make our playoff picks later. So if you want to tail us or fade Hank, we're gonna, we have his picks too. Uh, you can do that. Uh, Hank was against the spread 0 for 6 last week. So I. One, one for 5. Uh, against the spread though. Oh, yeah. Because you're right. the, the one. Uh, the one where he Lions. got a win, he chose, yep, the Lions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they did win, but they didn't cover the spread. So mm -hmm. I know I gave Hank Heat for being 0 for 6, but he was actually 1 for 5 straight up, 0 for 6 against the spread. So you want to fade him, we're going to give our picks later. And you can do that over at Bet365, where they're going to give you two options when you sign up using the code DNBR365. You deposit $10, and you get to choose between $150 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet, or a first bet safety net offer up to $2,000. If your qualifying bet loses, you'll receive that matched in bonus bets. So you got to check out our friends over at Bet365 specifically for this weekend. Get in and use that code DNBR365. Must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, once help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And if you want to go to the games while watching your bets hit, uh, check out our friends over at Game Time. I think there's no better feeling than being at the game and seeing your parlay hit or 
first touchdown scored or any bet that you made hit while you're at the stadium. I think that's a great way to enjoy the game. And Game Time has great pricing. They have all-in pricing, guaranteed low pricing. Great thing about them is when you go and you look at your tickets, you see everything that's going to cost. You don't have to wait till you get to your to your cart to see more fees uh, on your transaction. You know exactly what it's going to cost you. Go to Ga- download the Game Time app right now. Uh, create an account. Use code DNVR for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I use Game Time all the time, especially when buying Nuggets tickets. It's the best way to go. Go, go download the Game Time app. You know what's great about this is Henry. He typically chimes in on the chat when he's on the show, uh, but he's chiming in on the chat now. He says, "Keep my name out your mouth." No one's gonna stop me now, Henry. Uh, no, that's not staying out of my mouth. <laughs> I, uh, I, I appreciate Henry. He's a loyal fan of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to throw one quick trivia question to you guys Ooh, way, okay. before we move on. In the last twenty years, three quarterbacks are undefeated in the first two rounds, the divisional and the wild card round, with a minimum of four starts. Who are those three quarterbacks? Mahomes. Yep. He's seven and zero, oh, by far the most. It's kind of wild. He's oh no, everyone has to play in this round. Okay. So the other two are four and zero, oh. in the first two rounds. In the first two rounds, would it w- be Brady, or did he have too many opportunities no. to lose one? I feel like he had too many opportunities, but I feel like he had too many opportunities. Yeah, Maybe. it's not. It's not Peyton. One, I don't think not Peyton. One is really hard. One is easier. One is really hard, but he had to make the playoffs four times. Uh-huh. Probably was Joe Flacco before this last game. It's a good guess. Right time period. Not him. Huh. Right time period of Joe Flacco, Ravens, Joe Flacco. Roethlisberger? No, because they lost in the division. Brett Favre? Nope. You want it? Hey, give me a hint. Um, Northeast. Ryan Fitzpatrick. No. Um, Mark Sanchez. Yes. Wow. Sanchez. That's wow. the hard one. The other one you're just not Former thinking of because he was hurt this year. Um, hurt this year. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Thank goodness. Um, Kirk Cousins. No. No. Who was hurt? I don't this think Kirk Cousins is one. No, yeah, that's a good point. Um, Definitely not Justin Herbert. This is crazy that this person has just left your guys' minds. Okay, like maybe Hall of Famer. Top five quarterback in the NFL right now. So he plays in the NFL. (laughs) And this is not Northeast anymore. Nope. We got that one. Okay. Um, Who was hurt? Thinking it okay. Let's see. AFC West. No, it's not <laughs> yeah. AFC. West. Yeah, he's young. Okay. Um, he's young. Top five. Oh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn, that's a good one. Couple other guys are undefeated with not enough starts. Colin Kaepernick three and zero straight up in those rounds. Jimmy Garoppolo three and zero straight up in those rounds. And Brock Purdy three uh, two and zero straight up in those. Rounds. All three of those guys are uh, 49ers quarterbacks. Wow. Wow. It's kind of crazy that they've kind of had like three different waves of being good yeah. recently. Under Kyle? All of those were Kyle? No, no. one was Jim. Yeah, or Kaepernick, Kaepernick. Oh, Kaepernick. Harbaugh. Yep, yep, yep. Harbaugh, yep. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Future head coach of the Chargers. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't care. I don't. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, you know who else is undefeated in the divisional round of the playoffs? Not enough starts to qualify. 
Um, <laughs> Tim Tebow. Yeah, he, he, he no, he wouldn't be. No, that was wild card. Yeah, that was wild card. Our own Todd Davis sitting with us right now, yeah. undefeated, one and zero, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Is what it is. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, okay, so I think be- before we get into uh, should it be the Broncos being forced, should it be the no, Bears being forced? I'm one and one. What? I'm one and one. Saints? No, oh, we fight. lost. We lost to the Colts. Oh, that was my, that was my first start oh, as a Bronco the year before. Right. Because 2014, you started with the Saints, but then you got plucked by the Broncos. Yeah, and that was my first start as a Bronco. Was the playoff game against the Colts? Oh, oh my wow. God, that's crazy. Wow. That <laughs> one I have done. Serious work to erase from my mind. <laughs> oh, me too. Because that yeah. was one where I counted it as a win yeah. before it happened yeah. in my head, like by far. I didn't even like yeah. make plans. I just watched it like alone at my ex girlfriend's house. Like, she <laughs> yeah. like wasn't even there. She was like grocery shopping or something. <laughs> it was just like, oh, season's about to end right now. I'm just like sitting here watching this TV that's about as big as that monitor. I took it so for granted. Yep. That was the game I took most for granted in like my whole life. I think we all did. <laughs> yeah. Well, and of course we know, like the whole coaching staff went separate ways after that. Yeah. How many John tackles Fox did have John lined up? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a handful. You had three tackles, six total, three solo. So six tackles. Yeah. Don't play. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Those count just as much. If I go wrap them up and somebody else, okay, it's a assist for both of us. But I had six tackles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he tried to play me. <laughs> I was like, I know I had a handful, three, no, at least six. It is very vintage me that we are 22 minutes into the show and we haven't hit the main topic. (laughs) So so we're diving into it now because one of the things is a team can volunteer to be on Hard Knocks. I'm kind of surprised like Jerry Jones just doesn't volunteer the Cowboys every single year. He Uh always leaks that he might do it when like the Cowboys haven't been in the news for a while. Oh yeah. Yep, so they yep. get a little headline and then he does That's it. that's the Aaron Rodgers way of doing yes. things. Like yes. I haven't been in the news for a week. Let me do something. Um so the Broncos could volunteer. And really if we're saying the Broncos could volunteer, that would be Sean Payton volunteering. Do you think Sean Payton wants to be on hard knocks? That's where it starts in terms of the volunteering or not. Yes. Yes, I do. I agree. Um, you guys are crazy. I think he, I mean, he essentially admitted it to the media saying, the only reason I would want to be on Hard Knocks is because I would want people to see, like, I don't know, change the narrative. I forget yep. exactly what his quote was. Here we go. I know you got he it. He said, um, he was asked about the national criticism and how he deals with that. Specifically, this was right after he benched Russ and was getting crushed for it. He said, I think it's part of the deal, and I understand it. I get it. It's the only thing that makes me once in a while want to do hard knocks. There's a perception. That would be the only reason to get an inside look at this whole old-school approach thing. Shoot, you do this thing. You don't do this. You don't do this thing long enough if you're if you're not adjusting, funny, creative, all those things. I think I am all those things. That's a wild thing to say. Uh, Smart, <laughs> handsome. You got to be great to do this. And you know what? I'm great. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think he, he secretly wants it. I do too. I think he secretly wants it. And uh, without going too far, I'll just give my take on this. I think next year is the perfect year for Sean Payton to have it. The perfect year for the Broncos to have it. Mm. Um, because... If I'm being honest with myself, I don't think the Broncos have championship aspirations for next season. Um, so why not get a little good publicity, have some, you know, have people paying attention to you a little more than they would. The Penners, I'm sure, would love it. 
um, and you know, kind of take take this one on the chin for one year, and then get back to you know championship aspirations the year after that. Mm, yeah, I think there's a lot of assumptions made about Sean as a person, as a coach, and like he said, I think he wants to have the ability for people to see him uh, as he really is, yeah. and kind of get an understanding for him and how he uh, moves and handles, you know. 53 guys on a single roster. So I think it's a good look. I think the only thing that's going to come from it is I think people can't like dislike him more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I think they'll find, you know, the good things that he does and probably pull those out more than the negative. Yeah. What's so interesting about this is so I was thinking about this last night and I was like, is one of the reasons Sean Payton got back into coaching for his legacy and for his reputation? But I feel like things that he has done very publicly have only hurt his reputation since he came to the Broncos. So Definitely. Looking back on that, I'm like, I don't think he cared about his reputation. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also, to be honest, when we were, you know, one year ago going through this coaching search, I kind of thought Sean Payton had a good reputation. I think so, too. Now, I feel like it's come to light that, like, he never had that good of a <laughs> reputation. <laughs> and a lot of people really don't like him. But I do think that part of him wants to be liked when he Definitely. hangs it up and he, he wants people to say nice things about him, you know, as he's in retirement and compare him to the greats like he has been. Um, so I think there's part of him that things like, oh, man, if I was on Hard Knocks, people would love me. Oh, yeah. And there's no doubt. I don't disagree with what you guys said about Sean wanting to show his personality. And Sean loves the cameras when they're on when he has to be in front of a camera unless he, it's a local tv camera yeah exactly <laughs> they lose it occasionally but for the most part like for how little sean wants to talk to the media he gets up and talks to the media and typically every single other head coach that i've covered since 2016 which has been way too many now mm -hmm. uh because they've they've filtered through coaches pretty quickly there um the head pr guy patrick Smythe, uh is in charge of like uh, the, the number of questions that a head coach takes. And he typically cuts it off between 7 and 12 minutes. Sean has never once... He's told Patrick, don't do that. Mm. He cuts it off when he coach wants... Coach Prime-esque. Yeah, exactly. And typically, he, he'll let press conferences go 20 minutes. When he's in front of the camera, he loves to talk to the camera. Um, and so I think if the Hard Knocks cameras are around that building, he's going to know exactly where they are, and he is going to put on a show. Yes. But he made it clear that's the only reason he wants hard knocks there is to kind of show his personality and that is a big factor because he's probably making this decision and he wants to look good so i could certainly see him wanting it for that reason but every other reason he does not want it and i said when the cameras are on when the cameras are around he does not want the cameras on he does not want the cameras around just as i said sean did something different with the way PR kind of handles him in the media. He's done so much things drastically different to get media out of the building, off the premises, as far away as possible. He has shut down the media access. I mean, it's gone from like 90 to 10, as yeah. minimal as you can get in this past year. Sean has decided to get media away. In fact, um, there's been so many rules, and I, I don't want to bore you guys with the rules, but one of the things is, when we watch practice, there's like a 10, 15 minute window when we can take video of what's going on. Outside of that period, we can't have our phones out. If, if they see our phones, we, we have to leave. 
So we can't have our phones out. You think he's going to want cameras all in that building for an entire trading camp? You are crazy. And I agree with you guys that he does want his perception changed locally, nationally. The number one thing that's going to do that more than anything is winning. And yeah. so, and I think coaches are paranoid, not just Sean Payton, but coaches are paranoid. He's paranoid. The fact that you guys can't have your phones out at all tells me that he is more paranoid than the average coach. So even if like it's like we get to watch all the hard knocks before they it's released to the public, like the the organization does, he's gonna freaking hate cameras being everywhere. I think he just knows he has something that he could potentially market and doesn't want to give it away. It's just like when you go to a comedy show, they make you lock your phone in the back because they know they gotta sell this special. Mm. If he knows that hard knocks is or just anything down the road, whether it's a, a ESPN 60 story, like he doesn't want anything getting out before he has the ability to <laughs> yeah. tell it the way he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Hard Knocks is his ability to tell the story kind of how he wants. Do they really do that at comedy clubs? Yeah, you never do, you never mm -hmm. done that. No. Oh, we got to take so you a can't show. you can't bring your you can't like have your phone in you the can, show. You can bring your phone in, but the moment you step in, they put it inside like a magnetic case, really? and it won't open until you bring <laughs> it out and like. Have them open it for you. That's wild. Yeah. Do you like uh, like stand up comedy? Um, I, I've never watched one on Netflix. You've never so watched. You've never a watched a stand up show, and you've never been to one, so you don't oh, even know man. what stand up comedy is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We exactly. got to so I'm not hating show. it. I just don't know. Oh yeah. Because I was gonna say the, the difference between like going to a comedy show and watching it on Netflix is the same as like going to a football game versus watching it on TV. Like, mm -hmm. it's way cooler in so person. So it hits better yep. in person? Yeah. Interesting. I would think that that's something that wouldn't, like, lose something on TV. It almost it feels like there's, like, some sort of thing they put in the air that Just makes you, like, there, yeah. <laughs> that makes you laugh more. <laughs> it's like what they pump in casinos. Yeah, they do exactly. that in those. Um, okay, so then, do you guys think that the Broncos will volunteer for this? Um, No. But I don't think they will actively fight against it. Like mm. the other teams who are eligible, a lot of times will send like reasons, like, yeah. "Hey, we really don't want it because X, Y, and Z," and like, it doesn't really matter if the NFL, if their story is the best, the right. NFL is going to give right. it. But right. I think the Broncos will let it happen. Mm. Do you agree, Todd? Yeah, I agree with that. Or do you think they'll take a step further and just be like, "Let's do us this year"? Um, no, I think they'll let it happen. Because I think it's a good, it's just a good look all the way around. If it goes well, yeah. if it goes bad, it's pretty bad. But overall, for ownership, for coaching staff, <laughs> for the players to get more pub, I think it's a good look all the way around. Yeah, that that's that's fair. Now, will the Broncos get that nod from the NFL? I want to break this down specifically Broncos and Bears. After I tell you about Circle K, you got to download the Inner Circle app. We've got Circle K on our set right now. You can't really see it in this shot, but maybe if we get the uh, one of Todd, yep, right behind his head, we've got the Circle K snack cart. Because Circle K is more than just a gas station. They've got all the treats that you could want. And with their Inner Circle app, you're going to get 25 cents off a gallon on your first five fill-ups. You're going to get first five Polar Pops for free. And every sixth item on so many things that they sell, you're going to get for free when you have that Inner Circle app. So scan the QR code on our screen or download the Inner Circle Circle K app to get all of this free. It's free, so you got to check them out. Circle K's are everywhere. What's your go-to road trip snack from Circle K? Um, you got to go gummies. What kind of gummies? Just standard gummy bears? No, sour. 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 Strips. Sour strips? Yeah, sour strips. Like just a little, they're kind of like look like that. They're yeah, like exactly. But they're, yeah, they're, no, they're like strips. Oh, okay. Like, oh, so like, the, like, the long ones. like a fruit roll-up. Exactly, yeah. And 
what you can tell with all the Circle K things is they pack their bags. Like, you know, typically you see like a big snack bag, mm-hmm. and then it's like what a lot of air, three quarters yeah. full of air. Yeah, no, these are these are the opposite. What about you, Todd? Uh, hot Cheetos. Ooh, such a good one. Puffs, or you can go if you're going something sweet. Uh, you can never go wrong with like lifesavers style gummies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's yours? I feel like you've got one. <clears throat> I like the um, so you know Gardettos. It's like a it's like a Chex Mix, no. but like elevated Chex Mix. Okay. But then mm. in there, there's the ones that are just like the dark, round ones. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, the flat ones. That yes. Are, yes. That are like yeah. extra crunchy. Yeah. yeah. There's a bag now of just those. Mm. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I think it's like rye or something like that, like dark rye, mm. special, only those. Oh, man. That sounds good. But also Hot Cheetos is an elite answer. I've been saying for years, and they probably have done this. I just haven't looked it up. Like, Just give me Hot Cheetos seasoning in like a, season, in like a spice jar. Mm-hmm. I just want to pour that on like anything... Like mac everything. and cheese or something. Oh, Bro, man. do I got some good news for you? They have that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Good for them. They here, also have... Here's like, I've been using that for years. Bro, <laughs> Bro all my carne asada, little hot Cheeto dust and all that. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker. If you have been hurt and it is not your fault, you can sue with Bacchus and Shanker. Call 222 Uh if you have been hurt and it's not your fault. And the best part is Bacchus and Shanker won't charge you a single penny. Until they have won your case for you. That's how confident they've won. And why wouldn't they be confident? Because they have won over a billion dollars for Colorado families. So uh, if you have been hurt and it is not your fault, hit up our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker. If you need to sue, smash the two. Two, 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 two. Okay, let's, just, let's get this one out of the way. Make the case for the Saints to be on Hard Knocks. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, That's I actually, about it. There's nothing I, there. And there's, there's, there's one thing I can point to, actually, because I thought there was nothing. There's one thing. They just fire their offensive coordinator. If they bring John Gruden in as their offensive coordinator, the NFL actually might hate that, mm-hmm. so that might be a negative. But, like, from an outside perspective, that might pique my interest enough to not watch it, but, like, just oh, interest peak. You don't watch Hard Knocks either, do you? Yeah, not really. I've never seen a 30 for 30 either what bro what f- are you doing <laughs> when you're at home what One do you watch of, that was brought up yesterday you just um, watch chuck over and yeah, over again chuck uh, just sports <laughs> just live sports 30 okay. for 30 is all sports <laughs> i know but it's not live but oh, at some man. point the live sports end because i'm with you yeah it's true live sports are on mostly colorado sports but if if live sports are on that's what i'm watching but then at like 10 o'clock it's over yeah and then i typically try to go to bed then you know, wow. that's crazy. I recently uh, rewatched the Harry Potter series. Mm. I hadn't seen five, six, seven, or seven part two. Yeah. And I was just like, why did oh, I stop ever? watching this? So you I always liked one it. and went through? No, I just watched those. Okay. So I guess I just finished the series, didn't rewatch it, but. How man, was it like 15 years removed? It was so good. It was like I was on the edge of my seat the entire wow. time. Wow. I would, I would watch it again. Did you ever read the books, either of you? No. No, I don't. I, you can just never say, did books, you ever read watch the movies? <laughs> no, never watched the movies? What? <laughs> what? I'm not having that demonized. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, heck no, we ain't watching that. I'm sure it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but I couldn't watch it as a kid. You wow. at least got to watch the early ones aren't like demon filled. Uh-huh. It's they just aren't. the later ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. the later yeah. ones get <laughs> to <they get laughs> talk. Yeah. But like the first two are just good. I guess 
Second one is has some, is a little more dark. First one, though, it's just good vibes. So yeah. what's crazier, not having seen a 30 for 30 or not having seen a Harry Potter? Wait, the, it's a combination 30. of not having seen a 30 for 30 or any stand-up ever. Okay, yeah. we can combine those. I'm still saying Harry Potter. No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, we'll, we'll put together a list. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just this weekend. If yeah, you're gonna give, there time. we go. There we go. We yeah. do, yeah. If you were going to give Zach one... Like the first comedy show ever that he should watch, what would what would it be? Uh, and you also gotta remember, like we need to, it needs to be funny for Zach. Right. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. Because my favorite comedian is Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. I think if you watch the Dave Chappelle special, not his last one, but either of the two right before. Okay. I think you would maybe like it, but it's not going to be. That's not going to be his favorite. Comedian. No, you, maybe some kind love, and then watched it. You probably <laughs> be crying. <laughs> I think Zach would like Kevin Hart. He might. Yeah, like an old, old yeah, Kevin yeah, Hart, yeah. like Laugh at My Pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, you guys know your comedy. I love comedy give, shows. Give me a 30 for 30, because that one, I might be able to do that easier this weekend. If you're willing to listen to Dion again, Double Play is a really good one. Mm, 30 for 30. That's Where, a good one. It's yeah, a good one, but it's yeah. not... It's not the best. It's not the best one. I heard like the Miami ones. Yeah, oh, the Miami football. one's good. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. Yeah, yeah. That the one's U, good. the U is probably the U is good. Okay. Yeah, the U is okay. good. That's or why, that's what's why the one uh, about SMU getting the death penalty? Pony Express. That's a good one too. Mm, yeah, okay, that's a good I'll one. I'll try too. to do some homework this weekend. Okay, I'll and the one on. Uh, I like the one on that OU running back. What was his name? Oh, like yeah. the best it never was, or something yes, like that. That's the name of. I don't remember the injury in college or something. No, he just like. What, what was I think his he did name? get injured. Yeah, maybe so. But he was like a six-two running back. Yeah, uh, mm. Dupree. Marcus, Marcus Dupree. Dupree. He was supposed to be like the best, one of the best football players ever, and then all of a sudden just like disappeared one day. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's wild. My actually, uh, now you got me cooking. <laughs> My favorite one, just because it's so wild, like you would never believe the story unless you watched it. Um, I look up the name of it. Yeah, yeah, it's the one about the guy who bought the Islanders. Oh, um, that's but a good one. didn't have any money. <laughs> it's that one is so good because it's just like, uh, have you ever seen the movie Catch Me If You Can? Yep. Yep. It's like that, Love but that. real life. Yeah. That is insane. Especially, I mean, I know what was that twenty five years ago or something? Because I know of the storyline yeah. of that. Uh, could you imagine that happening, like to the Broncos yes. eighteen months ago? It's so embarrassing. <laughs> yes, it's so bad. Uh, called Big Shot. Big Shot. Yeah, right. and the guy that bought it. <laughs> It's yes. called John Spano. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> R Spano, not yeah. not related. No relation. Yeah, no not related to R Spano, but it kind of reminds me of the Chargers owner. Spanos. Like, yeah, they don't really have money. Yeah. How are, how are they doing that? That one is so good, man. <laughs> I could watch that a million times just because it blows my mind every time. Like, how he just convinced everyone. Didn't that he even he was rich. get in an owner seat? Like, no, wasn't he the owner he for owned, a little bit? He owned the team wow. for months. That is wild. And every time that he had to uh, make a payment, he would just be off by like several decimals <laughs> and then be like, oh, I don't know what happened. Like, must have just been a counting error. Like, he would need to send like a million dollar wire and he would send like a thousand dollar wire and be like, oh, that's so weird. I told him a million. Oh, and wow. the bank's closed the next few days. Yeah. It's going to be a code. That is incredible. Yeah, you I don't got a lot know. to watch. Yeah, yeah. Because even the Maurice Claret one was really good. Yeah. Mm. Or uh, Broncos legend. The one about yeah. the one about the Thrashers. Have you seen that one? I don't think so. About the hockey team. Yeah, the Atlanta Thrashers. Well, there were they Atlanta. Where yeah, were they? Atlanta oh yeah, that the the. I don't know anything uh, about them. It was like a mob boss bought his son a hockey team when he was 17 years old, and the son was like the GM, and they would just go hire, <laughs> go pay like. 
all ex NHL like all stars and like big old duffel bags full of cash. <laughs> and he was, it, it's a good story. You gotta Dang. watch. Oh, I haven't seen that one. No, it's a good that story. one's crazy too because he wouldn't just hire ex NHLers. He'd hire like people that knew how to skate but fight because his whole thing is he wanted to see fights every game. Uh, so it be, it would just become a boxing match on the rink. It's like sick. an insane story. That's incredible. Yeah, good. Last one I have to mention is Gospel According to Mac, the one on CU football. Mm, I didn't know there was one on CU. Mm -hmm. There's gonna be another one. Well, maybe not actually. Not another one on CU because Prime Video yeah, they already has have that. It. Yeah. Damn. Star. You're in it. I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. Um, so, Ryan, any any case you can make for the Saints? Uh, New Orleans is really pretty. Yeah, okay. They probably won't focus on the city at all, so then there's well, no case for they, it. They like cinematography in that, yeah. so you can get some cool shots. Okay. But does it compete at all with the Broncos or the Bears? No. No. no I agree. No. I don't know so if pretty is the right word. It's cool. I think for me, the Broncos are not interesting at all. Unless Russ comes back, then it's, I don't care what happens with the Saints or the Bears, they are on hard knocks for sure because of that drama. Or you can make a case if they get a rookie quarterback to see that dynamic between Sean and Russ, or in the rookie. You take a step back though, this Broncos team is about, in terms of storylines, as boring as possible. Like you look at the stars of the Broncos team and putting Russ to the side. Um, Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons, elite players, all pro Pro Bowl players. They're not like um, HBO personality mm -hmm. types that are going to do crazy things for the camera, and that's not a bad thing to them at all. They're just not like that. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, um, Javante Williams, other stars on the offensive side, kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like You're not going to build storylines around these guys, at least be able to hype the show up enough i'm trying to think like garrett bowles might be someone that you you try to build around but i mean and then i think guys who would steal the show josie jewel and alex singleton yeah. if josie is back i think those would be guys that go from names in colorado to like national names that everyone loves but you're not gonna be able to sell that so i i don't think this team is interesting from a storyline perspective at all yeah but if you go back and watch the shows like there's really not it's usually a lower level player who ends up being the star. Right. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking of the Rams one right now, but like Case Keenum was like the main character of that and his wife. That's uh, a character. <laughs> I no, said the that Texans, on right? Uh, no, it was Rams. Oh, it was Rams. Okay. Yep. It was Case and Jared Goff. It was Jared Goff's mm, rookie season. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Jared Goff was like kind of a star <laughs> of it too because he was like kept saying dumb shit. Um, so like that one, it's not like Aaron Donald was like the right. star of that okay. show. So okay. they kind of. It's it's very rarely um, the, the Raiders won like it was like Antonio Brown kind of but then that they didn't want to like actually dive into that story so right. they like put it aside and it's like mostly Gruden so there's not a lot of uh, okay okay that's that's good for me to know yep the Lions one was electric obviously that had Dan Campbell but usually it's the coach who kind of okay. carries the show okay yeah. and Sean could carry the show if he wanted to yes I think you're gonna see more. Uh, personalities like once they're in the locker room every day because I think yeah. us having Alex and Josie on we just saw a glimpse of like how they are every day and you put another a couple other guys in that mix um, I think would have been made for good TV and I feel like the Broncos need it they have star players but I don't think the star players get the love that they deserve because they're not national names yeah. and I think for just the players on the team we need the national recognition so that 
Guys get the love that they deserve. Yeah. Quinn? Quinn would be a good good person be. on there. He would be. Yep. It is kind of surprising. The Broncos are a very low-key team. Yeah. Big Just time. their personalities. Yeah, and I think it starts with your two best players, Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan, just being more low-key guys. Yep. And then so if the stars aren't drawing attention to your team, and again, that's I'm not saying that in a bad way at all. In fact, probably a good thing that the stars aren't big personalities that are always looking for, for the spotlight. But then when you don't win, plus you don't have that, then like it makes sense why national media isn't paying attention to your team. And especially when those guys are defensive backs, like that's a position that uh, isn't going to get the spotlight as much, especially when it's Pat Sertan doing it the way he does. He just shuts it down. So he's not getting interceptions either. Mm-hmm. So he just doesn't show up on the, the sports center top 10, despite being a great player. I ran into Pat in real life yesterday. Wow. Oh, yep. For real? yep. Like physically just bumped into each other? Almost, honestly. Wow. We walking two separate paths. <laughs> the funny thing is I thankfully there weren't really many people around, but I was like, Oh, what's up, Pat? And then I instantly regretted that I like said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, Oh god, I hope people don't like swarm him now. Right. I looked around, I was like, Okay, uh, you're heard good. That. <laughs> Another one that I think an Alex and uh Josie kind of thing, uh Stranod. Yeah. They they had really high praise for Stranod that he was a character. So I think he might be like a dark horse, like fat J- favorite. Justin actor. A. Smith, right? Yeah, Stephen A. Stephen A. Stranod. Oh, Stephen A. Stranod. <laughs> and I think I think I think Sean and Vance would be too mm. good. Ca- you think I know Vance is gonna say something funny at oh, least, yeah. at oh, least three yeah. or four times. They have some clippable moments. Like I think it would be good. I can't remember if the Cardinals were on Hard Knocks or one of the other. Oh, it was the in-season Hard Knocks, yep. I think. And when Vance was there, and he had like a whole. They did a whole, like, half episode on Vance. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Oh, it was really good insight, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was when they played the Broncos, I think. That was, like, the whole story. Is right. They were going back to play the Broncos. And they went to his house and stuff yep. and talked to him. Uh, man, last year, the Broncos were exempt because Sean was the coach. That would have been the time. Yep. Because mm. you got Russ coming, yep. uh, or you got Sean coming, then the pairing with Russ. Then also the Vance storyline. Yep. Oh my gosh, you can milk that for all it's worth. And you know HBO would have milked that for all it's worth about how uh, he failed as a head coach here. He left and now he's coming back. And yep. the fans that love that he's coming back, the fans that don't like he's coming back, that storyline would have been great. Um, now the Bears, though. I said it yesterday. Eberflus, probably the least sellable coach yes. in terms of like storylines. That is his bad and boring that might be their death though why they won't him? be on it it might be but if they bring caleb williams in i mean it's the opposite of the broncos the broncos have the coach not the quarterback if russ isn't back in terms of storylines the does the quarterback sell the quarterback de- i mean quarterback sells in every situation but caleb williams also isn't like a big media personality like he's yeah. not cover he's not carrying the show mm-hmm. and neither would justin fields for that matter um so, I don't know. I, I have a hard time. The story will be better if Caleb Williams is the quarterback of the Bears. And they might just end up saying more people are interested in how Caleb Williams is doing with the Bears than anything that's going on with the Broncos, so we'll give it to him. But I think the show itself would be worse, no matter what, if they go to Chicago. What's the timeline for the decision? Like, can they wait till after the draft? Or yep. do they have to make... Yeah, they I can. I think it is... It's right. I think it's right after the draft. I'm okay. pretty sure. I could be wrong. It might be before the draft. But I do think they let things shake out to see what they're going to get. Yep. Now, one thing. What if the Broncos do get Justin Fields? Then that's like, that's probably, I think that would guarantee them to be in it. Because then you have that storyline, too, of, 
oh, Justin's on a new team. His team, as he was getting hot and his former teammates were coming out saying that they should keep him, that would be a good one. But the more we go down this, I do think it's going to be the Broncos. I do too. I would love Justin Fields to be a Bronco, but I, I don't so think too. that would happen. No, I don't think that'll happen at all. It's, I think I've talked about it on here before, but like everything that Sean didn't like about Russ is also how Justin Fields succeeds. Like it's off script. That's his best time. Yep. But I don't know if I agree. All the thing, all the things that Russ did, I don't know if they were necessarily things that Sean didn't like. I think that he didn't like his decision making ability okay. as the quarterback. And I think that just because Justin Fields may be off script, if he has better decision making ability in the pocket, I think Sean would like him. You know, I don't think it's just his, uh, you know, his ability to run around and be off script. That's the problem. I think it's not being able to execute at all from the pocket. Right, right. It's the inability to win from the pocket. And Ryan, I mean, if you're like, if you're just looking at Justin Fields on paper, he's huge. He has a, a rocket arm and he's fast. Like as an offensive head coach, that has to be tantalizing for, for sure. You. And uh, I, I, I'm more on agree with you, but Henry and Todd are kind of on the side of maybe they, they think that Sean would be open to it. And one of the things that makes me think that, and Todd, you pointed it out, if Sean watches, which he did, watches the game that the Bears played the Broncos, that might have been Justin's best game from in the pocket, mm -hmm. winning from the pocket. He looked like a pocket passer awesome in that, that game. game. Yep. And one of the things we know about Sean, he kept pointing to that 49ers game when Jarrett Stidham was the Raiders' starting quarterback and played the 49ers. And he kept pointing to that as why the Broncos signed him, why he made Jarrett Stidham the starter, why he believes in Jarrett Stidham moving forward. Sean kept pointing to one game specifically. So there's one game that you're going to point to for Justin Fields. It's the one that Sean was on the opposite sideline for. So yeah, he might this. be sold on that. I love that you're talking me into ho the hope of Justin Fields being the Broncos. What do you think he'll cost? Do you think he's too expensive? No, I really don't. Um, I don't know. Somewhere between 10 and 15. So a draft pick. Oh, oh, oh I, I was thinking future contract. Um, oh, 10 and 15 a year. Okay. Um. Is he a free agent right now, or is he? No, no, no. We have to trade, Being right? Trade, yeah. So yeah. the belief a couple months ago, before he really started turning it on, or right when he started turning it on, was like a second round pick. It was like a third or a second, then it moved to a second. Now this week, there's a lot of steam, probably coming from Chicago, uh -huh. about it's going to cost a first to get him, or the Bears think they could get a first for him. Why? Why would any team fall for that? Mm -hmm. It would only be if there's like a massive bidding war that it would get up to a first. Otherwise, right. they know that they're just going to get rid of him. Like That's exactly every other what I team mean. knows that they're going to get rid of him. Now, I mean, there's probably a world where the internally the Bears are like, well, if we just have to keep him and keep him as our backup, we're fine with that. Um, and they can at least say that. Yeah, they could bluff. Yeah. But I think I think his price is probably going to get driven down as time goes on. You're probably right. A second? Next year's second? Would we you don't do have that? a second this year, right? Right. So next year's. It's <laughs> not good. Um... I would, yes. I would do it. If Sean signs off on that, I would do a first this year. If Sean's going to sign off on it. But, mm. again, I don't think you'd have to give up first, but that's how much I'd be You're willing to do. You're giving up number 12? I would. Yep. If Sean signs mm. off on it. Because, like you said, what more could you want from a quarterback that no. seems to be turning it on right now? That's bad business because that's, like, where he was drafted. Right. And you can't say his stock has stayed even or gone up since then. It has definitely gone down second half of the season hey like i said i'm like a big justin fields fan in fact 
If we want to convince Sean why he should make Justin Fields his quarterback, he should watch Justin Fields playing for my Madden team. <laughs> uh, got him out to like a 95 overall X factor, 97 throw power, 93 speed. He's about to, and I just unlocked like the good quarterback abilities. He's about to tear it up. Yeah, I can't believe mm. we got him. That's not fair. <laughs> That's so stupid of us. Um, yeah, it's going to be, but I, I think realistically next year's second. I would do that for Justin. Would you? Oh, yes. Yes. Would That's you? fair. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know what else is fair? Our friends over at Empire Today, uh, where they've got fair pricing. Everything they do is fair because they do it all. And in fact, they've got their virtu virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how your new floors will look in any space. One of the things that Empire Today really prioritizes is making it easy and simple to get new floors so you can do that from your home you can shop for your new floors in fact you take a picture of what's what your your floors look like now and they're going to show you exactly what the new floors will look like so they make it easy where you can shop from home for your new floors they also pride themselves in their convenient uh shop at home service also the other thing is you d they deal with their warranties directly from them so you don't have to go looking for manufacturers numbers and dealing with that you deal straight with them and if you want 350 dollars off they're gonna hook you up if you go to empiretoday.com slash dnvr you're gonna get that free in-home estimate and 350 dollars off so check them out empiretoday.com for all the details i just checked to make sure it's not in here so you couldn't cheat do you remember the number the number the number that comes before empire in the jingle no no you, oh hold Todd's on, hold you can hear it. Is it 188? Nope. You're close. I've got what? it in my head. No. This is the only part I remember. Sing, <laughs> sing it to us. 800 582 Empire Today. But don't do that. Don't call that number. Go to EmpireToday.com. That is See, everyone knows Empire Today. It's good stuff. But does everyone know the winning playoff The evidence playoff is empirical. Games? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Does everyone know the winning playoff games this weekend? Let's make our playoff picks where I have not felt this good about underdogs mm. as I have for tomorrow's games. And let's start with tomorrow's games where, according to DraftKings, uh, Bet365, these are not supposed to be close games. In fact, tomorrow's games, nine and a half point spreads and it starts with what might be a snow game in Baltimore. We got the Texans playing the Ravens. Uh, who do you guys have in this game? I have the Ravens, um, but I have the Texans against the spread. Okay, okay, fair. Uh, we're, we, uh, John Riskin, who is like our head of sales for All City, uh, has like a playoff pool that he mm. started, so it's all picks against the spread. And... I've been sweating over this one. I've been sweating over all these games a lot. So I feel like the straight-up picks are easier, a lot easier than the spread picks, but I, I will take the Ravens to win the game. There's no reason to sweat this, uh, the spread, at least with this game. I'm going to take the Texans to win. Straight up. Straight up. What was it Henry told us yesterday? That Lamar Jackson in the playoffs has statistically been the worst quarterback in NFL playoff history. That's tough. Which maybe it's like four more starts that there's some qualifying, yeah. but nuts. I don't think Lamar is going to be bad tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just all in on CJ Stroud and Will Anderson and D'Amico Ryans. Holy cow, does he have that team going? Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens win by three or seven. So, but I love the Texans to cover. Yeah, I love. I always just bet C.J. Stroud's over on passing yards, and it's so fun to watch because he just <laughs> throws that thing around all game. I don't think he'll hit the over this week. Oh, fair. I think the Ravens' defense is oh. better than uh, the Browns' defense, mm. and they're going to find a way to get fair. their hands on the football at least once or twice. Mm. So I think that's going to affect his numbers, and that that's the reason why they win the game. Lamar's going to be great, but I think the defense is going to come with some key stops. Uh, their back end, um, their Two thirty-eight and a half. And a snow game? Is it snowing? That's what I thought this was supposed to be 20 degrees. It uh, is snowing today, at least. Okay. Like, covering the stadium pretty good. I um, I also saw a stat that was like, teams that play in dome stadiums in playoff games under 40 degrees are like, oh, for their last seven. Yeah, that does scare me a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to say Ohio playing at Ohio State last year helped him, though. <laughs> CJ. That's fair. Um, here, here's one of the things that I do really like about the Texans, too. The Ravens without Marlon Humphrey mm-hmm. and without Mark Andrews. He did come back to practice this week, but he is not going to play. So maybe I'm just convincing myself to like the Texans, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the Texans to win. Hank's going with you guys. He's picking the Ravens to at least win this game. Okay, I'll, I'll save that for the next game. Go ahead. Okay. Keep going. We got Packers, nine and a half point dogs going in to, Fort, to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Uh, man, I love the Packers to cover this spread. Mm-hmm. Not going to go as far as to say that they're going to win this game. But if the Packers team that showed up last week in Dallas shows up again this week, uh, they're not going to blow out the 49ers, but they absolutely have a chance to win. This is the one um, favorite that I have winning and covering. Oh, I hate that. And uh, I think that I think that last week was a little bit too much too fast for the Packers. Everyone's just like, oh, great. The Packers got another Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, it's like, <laughs> all right, let's pump the brakes and calm down a little bit here. I think uh, once he has to face the pass rush that the 49ers bring, Jordan Love will uh, will revert a little bit. Um, the, the Cowboys had some crazy lapses in the secondary in that mm-hmm. game that kind of got him on fire. I don't think the the, uh, the the Niners will allow him to get into that groove. It's fair. I don't know. I feel like the Niners will win, but this is the one game I'm nervous about. Uh, From a straight-up perspective? Yeah, even the spread. Ooh. I feel like those week off, they can kind of like, mm. you know, pay yeah. to a disadvantage sometimes. And the Packers have been rolling, not just last game, but, you know, for five games before that, they've really been rolling and really putting it together. Uh, the 49ers have been having a good season, but I just think sometimes when you get that time off, you get that rest, and another team is just keep continuing to build on their success, I think you kind of show up a little bit unprepared sometimes. Mm. Not saying that they will, but there's definitely a possibility, and this is the one game I feel like the Niners aren't going to cover and that the Packers could potentially win. I love it. So I've got kind of all three here. You have yep. Niners win, don't cover. You're still picking the Niners, but you, Niners. you're feeling yeah. like they might lose straight up. I think it's Niners easy. I love it. Let's see if we agree with this next game. You got Baker Mayfield and the Bucks going into Detroit. Did you guys see the average price of the ticket for this game? The average this is gonna price. going to make me sad. What is it? What would your guess be? Average price. It should be around, around $200. Okay. What would you guess? Uh, it's a blue-collar city. Divisional round? Like three three fifty. I would agree with you guys. Eleven fifty. Wow. Eleven hundred and fifty dollars. Eleven hundred and fifty dollars. Is that, that sucks, insane? That, that is such a. That makes me so mad, because you have these Lions fans. Yeah. Like you said, it's a very blue collar city. 
and these people have been through the shit for their entire <laughs> fandom and their team is finally making a run and the real ones yeah. who were there when the tickets are like three dollars <laughs> now are completely priced out of the stadium for like uh, like ford shareholders yeah it makes me sick yeah i you said it perfectly. I guess you can say for the last 20 years they've been saving playoff money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they have a pretty big savings account for playoff money. Just put 100 bucks every in year. The, <laughs> every, te- every year your team misses the playoffs, just put 100 bucks in, the, in your savings account. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably be giving that advice for Broncos fans. That's what I mean. We'd be yeah. up to 800 bucks. <laughs> yeah, afford those. Um, okay, so what's going to happen? Um, I don't like this game in terms of the spread, but I do like the Lions to win. There is all the juju especially for this game so give me detroit yeah i think detroit's gonna win this game too um i just i don't see the the bucks taking it all the way they're a good team but i just feel like you know the lions have been really ramping up for this to be their year and i think last game was very emotional and there was a lot of like emotions to go into winning that game so once you get out of one of those I think he feels like a little bit of a weight is off his mm. back. And so I think Jared Goff is going to have an even better game this week. Oh, I love it. I love it. So I'm really confident in the Bucks covering. And I'm back and forth uh, between who's going to win. I actually don't even remember what I put on the thing you because... Bucks. You put Bucks. I've been back and forth with it so much. Give me the Bucks. Mm, um, Baker. They're so well-rounded. They are. And like... Uh, obviously, so are the Lions. Uh, they've got speed. They've got power. But I really like the way Baker's playing, and I really like the way they're calling it for him. Um, and I think that they can run the ball. They can pass the ball. And I, their defense still has some teeth. It's not the same defense that blew out the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but it's still very legit. So I'm taking mm-hmm. the Bucks. That's fair. That's fair. And like I said, I don't like the spread on that one. And the final game of the weekend, probably... The best game, at least that's what uh, Vegas tells us. That's what Bet365 tells us. The Chiefs are dogs in the playoffs. Two and a half point dogs. This is Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. Is he going to be able to defy the odds and beat the Bills in Buffalo for another snow game? They're paying uh, snow, uh, snow shovelers again this week in Buffalo. I feel like sometimes guys just have your number. Like No matter how many times you face them. Or want to beat them. Sometimes some guys just continue to win. I feel like this is a case for Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Um, Josh did get him the last time they met. He did the get him. Season. He did get him last time. That was one time. But I think just overall, you know, Patrick has completely dominated that rivalry. Or uh, you know, every time they meet, and I was it was funny they were having a uh, 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 interview for Josh Allen after the game, and you know, the reporter asked him about. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and facing him, and I swear he just started blinking like, <laughs> like it was like a flashback just came into his mind real quick. I was like, I feel like there's still a little bit of like maybe PTSD there. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not gonna say that they're just gonna win the game. So you're picking the Chiefs. So I'm picking the Chiefs. Yeah. What if I told you that this isn't Patrick Mahomes' first career road playoff game? It isn't. He has played in one road game. It just wasn't officially scored as a road game. Mm. It was the Super Bowl against the Bucks because that game mm. was played in Tampa Bay right. and Patrick Mahomes got blown out in that game. Yep. Uh, and it was 31 to 9 was the score of Patrick Damn. Mahomes only career road playoff game. So I'm taking the Bills. I love it. Taking the Bills. I do think though it's going to be a one point game. 
Ooh. So I would take the Chiefs you to cover. Take the Chiefs to cover. There you go. I think uh, like missed extra point swings this one. Oh wow, Harrison Bucker. Yep. Costing mm. the Chiefs. I hate this game in terms of uh, like truly feeling good about one side or the other because you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes mm -hmm. until the Super Bowl. I guess, <laughs> um, but I have the Bills as my Super Bowl champion, so I'm going to ride with them. I'm going to say the Bills are going to win this. Bad news, though. Really bad news. Ed Hockley. Broncos love Ed Hockley yep. here. Uh, he is uh, in games where he's ref the Chiefs games. The Chiefs are 8-2. Mm. In the four games that Ed Hockley has refed a Josh Allen Bills team, they've had 40 penalties called on them. So, uh, oh my God! I maybe don't the Bills are gonna be fighting the Chiefs and uh, the. You mean refs like every team has game. for the entirety <laughs> of Patrick Mahomes' career? Exactly. So that's not good news. That uh, makes, oh God! <laughs> that might be worse than the Lions ticker crazy. <laughs> Nick coming in with two super chats to round us out. He says, "Todd, once your off season has started, how long do you give yourself before getting ready for the next season?" Uh, usually, if you miss the playoffs. I usually wait until like Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday, and then I get back into it that next week. Uh, if you're in the playoffs or make it to the Super Bowl, take as much time as you need, man. <laughs> you're a Super Bowl champion. You'll get back to it when you get back to it. And that's how Super Bowl <laughs> hangovers can happen, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that was uh, the problem. As Von Miller once said, and it stuck with me forever, it was like one of his first press conferences the next season. And he was kind of talking about how rigorous his offseason was or whatever, and he's like, once you reach the mountaintop, it's hard not to uh, take a deep breath and enjoy the view a little bit. And I was like, <laughs> That's real. That yes, real. it's very real, very human. And Nick, one more says, if we were the commissioner, how would you try to fix the ref issue? Not Full time refs. Yeah, on. I think so. Yeah, 100%. It's easy as that. And does the NFL make enough money to have full time refs? Of course. And the refs are making bread. <laughs> I bet. They're making yeah. six figures. Like Wow. Some like quarter of a million dollars, like dang. I, mean, I don't even know I'm supposed to say that, but <laughs> the refs are getting paid. Yep. So, well, then I'll be part time, quarter million dollars. Oh, I don't yeah. want to go full time if I'm a ref, then I just, it, to me, it's if you have a full time employee, you can put, you can spend the entire off season making them go through training, things like that. Uh, but the owners don't want to do that. They want to yeah. cut costs. And then especially, like, if they make them full-time, then they can at least say, hey, we're doing everything we can. And yeah. then that takes so much heat off of them. So I hopefully do we don't see that issue pop up Sunday in Buffalo. I do think one of the things that has come to me in my older age here is that it is just incredibly hard to ref. Yeah. Uh, I do think there's corruption, but I also think it, everyone hates every ref. Like, we were like, oh, we're finally leaving the Pac-12. Pac-12 refs are the worst. And all the Big 12 fans were like, nah, dude, Big 12 refs are the worst. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. So everyone thinks their refs are the worst. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you play the Chiefs, like you said. Yeah, well. Man, so go Bills. Hope we're talking about a Bills win on Monday. And thank you all so much for rolling with us throughout this entire week. Enjoy playoff football this weekend. And we'll see you back here on Monday.
Take you back.